It's time to play the show. The bell has rung, and that big show might be over. But it's time for us to bring wrestling information you can enjoy with the match predictions, analysis, the ups and downs of professional wrestling, all reaction, some beverage drinking to bring you logic on tap with your good brothers. It's time for you to look into the eyes of Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder on Beer, Blues, and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special wrestling review edition of Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast that sticks with it even when it gets difficult and does not take a red-eye flight back home. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how are you doing tonight? Howie Blues, it's another late night in wrestling land. And, uh, well, here we are, uh, doing all right, ready to get to the action. How are you doing? Probably about the same, huh? Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie, Kidder. I know I wasn't watching the pay-per-view, and I know AEW puts on spectacular pay-per-views, but damn it, AEW, you could get done a bit earlier. You know, it, and I agree. I mean, even even though with uh, being a holiday tomorrow, I still have stuff to do and have to get up early. So, yes, uh, if they had started this at, I don't know, 4 Central or 5 Central and then been done at 9 or 10, that would be fantastic. But here we are at just before midnight Central time getting this done because, damn it, we are here for the long run, as you said. We're here for the red eye. We're here to get this review done. So uh, before we get into it and what's on tap, for those of you joining us for the wrestling world, please join us at BeerBluesBS.com. BeerBluesBS.com is our website and your link to all of our shows in all of the places from the auto versions to video versions to our merch store buying us a beer and of course facebook where you can track all of the fun beerbluesbs.com so howie blues uh, you got something stiff on tap or are you uh, working with caffeine i uh, well you know i'm still on antibiotics uh fighting mm. this uh cold but I, I did pick up a brisk uh half and half so tea and lemonade mm. that i am sipping over here and that's what's on tap for me tonight What's on tap for you? Are you, uh, you know, settling down, maybe drinking a little water, getting ready to hit the hay as soon as we're done? Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy this uh, Shinerbach, another Spitzel Brewing special here from uh, the Shiner Brewing in Tech. Well, it's the Spitzel Brewery in Shiner, Texas. <clears throat> you know the tasting notes of the. Uh, Good old uh, Spatzel breweries and uh, the various beers, including this here, Shiner Bach. So we won't have to go into that, and uh, it'll be another one to add to the list of the shows that uh, I have this here, Shiner Bach on. So let's get down to the action, as it were. The way that we do this, every pay-per-view that we watch or live premium event, depending on what brand you are watching, as in what company, uh, we take predictions before the show. And that's what we're going to talk about right now, right off the bat with the very first match on the 
buy-in, as it were, tonight on AEW's Double or Nothing. And that would be Hookhausen with Hook and Danhausen featuring uh, uh, that uh, you know beginning match against Tony Nese and Mark Sterling. This one, I picked Hookhausen. Uh, just for the audience if you didn't pick up on it before kidder watched the show i did not um and so kidder's gonna be kind of relaying some of this but i'm also locking in my picks right now knowing absolutely nothing but i'm taking Hookhausen because i like dan Housen, so i'll take Hookhausen. so this match was five minutes 20 seconds so you can imagine not a whole lot happened tony niece showed off his wrestling ability and uh kind of went toe-to-toe with Dan Housen, who, again, cursed him a few times because that's Dan Housen, you know, very evil, very nice. And back and forth, and, of course, at some point, Hook had to get in, and, yes, Hook started cleaning house, and then as Hook was about to basically kill Mark Sterling again... The crowd was chanting Danhausen, and then he pointed to Danhausen, and then the crowd went nuts. So Danhausen came in, and instead of doing another move, he put his foot on top of Mark Sterling for the one, two, three. A good buy-in match. The interesting thing with this was the only match on the buy-in show. And for those of you watching this and who have watched our other shows, you know that we like to see more matches on the buy-in or the pre-show because then you spread them out. And it doesn't go till 11.30 plus Central. So, again, 5 minutes, 20 seconds. There is uh, the feature match of the buy-in. Which brings us to the start of AEW Double or Nothing 2022 officially. They welcomed everybody to the show. Pyro everywhere. Love that. And then here's a message from DraftKings. We made it 20 seconds into the damn show and you got a DraftKings promo. Really? Really? Uh, okay. As if uh, having the DraftKings logo in all four corners wasn't enough or seeing it pop up on lower thirds and other graphics throughout the show. No, we got stuck watching a 60-second commercial. So, the first match tonight, MJF and Wardlow. This one I had Wardlow. I would also take Wardlow, especially with all of the controversy that was going on with MJF right before this event. So um, it, it only makes sense that you know he he no showed a fan event. So boy, um, if you can't trust him to show up when you have paying fans, I don't know that I'd be letting him win. Yeah, so. I mean, uh, Wardlow has uh, uh, a lot of emphasis and momentum going into this match. So really kind of setting the expectation. Apparently, MJF still has contractual problems with AEW and uh, has a big gripe about whatever. So it is what it is. Uh, he did show up. Interestingly enough, the fans chanted, he showed up, he showed up, which I thought was funny. So, this match, 7 minutes, 
30 seconds. All right. So a little bit long. Uh, the other uh, piece is that if Wardlow wins, he is absolved from MJF's contract and therefore is granted an AEW contract and is no longer affiliated with MJF. So <clears throat> basically, MJF came out first. Of course, as we have seen in the past uh, month plus, maybe two months, Wardlow is handcuffed. He's in a security area. No music gets brought out and tries to, you know, not even make it really matter, right? You know, you're trying to kill Wardlow's momentum coming into the uh, arena. So it gets taken out of handcuffs. They're facing off each other. Everybody's going nuts. The bell rings, MJF immediately goes out of the ring to try and get away from Wardlow. Well, MJF is uh, again next to the ring. Wardlow comes over, grabs him by the hair, and pulls him in. Then the powerbombing began. <laughs> uh, he tries to set him up for a powerbomb. MJF is biting him in the head. And then... Uh, lets him down right and ends up giving him the old eye poke very classy so after that well mjf does a hurricane rana but wardlow kick out at two mjf comes up uh uh look looking like he's hurt right he's selling the an injury and uh, ends up pulling the uh dynamite diamond ring out of his trunks but uh just so happened that wardlow and the ref were looking over him while he uh, did that so the ref takes the ring wardlow grabs him and uh picks him up mjf is saying i'll double your salary i'll triple your salary i'll quadruple your salary i'll, I'll give you five times the salary you're getting now and of course the people are chanting no 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 so wardlow goes for the handshake on the deal mjf tries to turn away but wardlow hangs on pulls mjf in there's power bomb picks him up another power bomb picks him up another power bomb picks him up another power bomb walks around picks him up another power bomb so 11 power bombs to mjf and then wardlow puts the boot on the chest there is one two three so the winner of this match wardlow and now officially having his release from mjf's contract your thoughts you know these guys had the potential for a good match and such it i don't know this doesn't sound all that interesting sounds like a lot of power bombs yeah it was at the end uh, it's kind of like uh the lesnar and the suplexes uh, at some of the matches so for I, me just... i got some enjoyment out of it <laughs> <laughs> I, I i wonder why i wonder why um yeah it, it it's all right it it fits into that lesnar sort of match i was going to make that same comparison but i don't know there's something that just sounds more impressive when lesnar does it 
you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens from here. <laughs> well, Wardlow's on his own, and he can uh, do what he wants and challenge whomever he wishes. So I don't know if they're going to keep him feuding with anybody from MJF's associations or associates, but uh, we will see. Next on the card, it is a tag team match featuring the Hardys and the Young Bucks. This match, I believe I picked the Hardys to win. Uh, yes, you did. Um, you know, just for some difference in, uh, being contrarian here and, you know, so we don't end up with the same score. I'll take the young bucks. No, no real reason. Just. (laughs) (laughs) Eh, Fair enough. Well, no problem there. Uh, This match was 19 minutes, 15 seconds in length. Young Bucks came out first and dressed like Elvis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Caprice Coleman was also on commentary for this one as a side note. Uh, The Hardys came out as themselves. So, you know, no special gimmicks or uh, music to mention with that one. So uh, this one was uh, pretty good for a tag match. I mean, you're kind of thinking of the uh, younger generation tag team versus the older generation tag team, right? Maybe a handing of the torch, as it were. But really, the Hardys are in their third prime, I think. I mean, they, they're they really looking good and doing doing well, in my opinion. So... Starts off with Matt Hardy and Matt Jackson. So Matt versus Matt. Uh, There's a drop kick and both men trade leg sweeps. Uh, Basically, Matt Jackson is saying to Matt Hardy that he's faster, younger, and better than him. And Well, then Jeff and Nick tag in and Nick evades a double back elbow by uh, trying to, you know, get away from it. So he magically got away. Second attempt lands with the uh, basically fist and elbow drop combo. Then Brandon Cutler was out there as well. You know, got the face mask and the aerosol can. Very annoying. The fans were chanting for him. Nick Jackson got mad and pushed him. (laughs) Why? But whatever. The uh, basically Matt's. Both of them get back into the ring. The vertical suplex. Nick Jackson is in there, and the Hardys hit a double gourd buster on uh, Nick on top of Matt Hardy. Matt and Jeff go old school in the corner, but then Matt Matt Jackson ducks. Nick hits an enziguri in midair, which was really cool. Matt Hardy looks for a razor's edge on Matt Jackson, but... Nick hits a super kick. Imagine that. Matt Jackson runs Jeff headfirst into the turnbuckle and then hit a a double-team fist drop with a senton. 
Nick's the legal man as he just got tagged in, and Jeff hits a double clothesline on both of the young bucks. Nick looks for the tag, but uh, Matt Hardy uh, is, you know, basically unable to grab the tag because Landon pulled him off the apron. So Nick then looks to channel his inner hardies with the whisper in the wind. Jeff ducks, hits a whisper in the wind of his own. Matt Hardy gets a tag and then steamrolls everybody. Grabs a side effect on Matt Hardy on or uh, from Matt Hardy on Nick Jackson with the two count there. Nick tosses Matt Hardy to the ropes. Then Matt Jackson low bridges him. Gives him a soccer kick from Nick on Matt Hardy on the outside. There's a face buster from Nick to Jeff Hardy, who then super kicks Jeff off the apron onto Matt Hardy. They're all over the place in this match. <laughs> uh, Nick grabs a somersault senton to the outside, takes out everybody, you know, the uh, big high point of the match. <clears throat> Uh, Nick hits the Shining Wizard on Matt Hardy in the inside, which uh, I thought would be close to the end on this. Uh, but risky business by the Bucks to Matt Hardy. Two count. Kicks out. Now, uh, Nick great gave him uh, the uh, rising knee strike in the corner, but missed and hit Matt Jackson. Super kick by Nick. Missed Jeff and took out Landon. So they're blasting people left and right now. There's a Matt Hardy hits a side effect on Matt Jackson on the apron, which looked like it really hurt. Uh, now the Hardys do the poetry in motion on Matt Jackson. Jeff Hardy's swanton attempt to Matt Jackson misses, but Nick Jackson hits a swanton on Jeff Hardy. There's a two count again, another near miss. The uh, BTE trigger gets reversed, and the Bucks try to rebound with a double super kick to Jeff, and then one to Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy yells at Jeff to get out of the ring and attempt to save him, but super kick party time, right? Bucks deliver about 10 in succession to both of the Hardys. The uh, ref, of course, was uh, doing a very slow count at this point. Uh, double super kick to both of them. Landon is then uh, moving the steel steps on the outside of the ring. Now from Dynamite, uh, a week or two ago, there was a crazy match where Jeff Hardy jumped off the turnbuckle onto uh, the, one of the opponents on top of the steel steps. It was insane. So again... They're moving uh, the ring steps to about that same position on the side or on their side. Matt Hardy grabs Matt Jackson from behind, hits the razor's edge in the ring. Matt is put on top of the steel steps, like I was saying. Jeff hits a swanton bomb off of him, off of the steps. Then twist of fate to Nick Jackson and then another one. Jeff Hardy runs up to the uh, turnbuckle for the Swanton Bomb, hits that one, two, three. The Hardys pick up the victory over the Young Bucks in this, again, 19-minute, 15-second match. So, you know, 
it was pretty damn good. I was going to say, that was quite the description. Um, I don't feel like I need to go out and see this. It, uh, I got it all from there. So Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty sweet to watch them flying through the air and whatnot. So, uh, The Ass Boys and the Acclaimed cut a promo. And uh, it was pretty funny. They're they're in like the poolside and talking how they're going to record everything, uh, go out on the town and get crazy. So then it cuts to Mister Ass Man himself saying, "Hey, I tried to call the kids and I couldn't reach them. So uh, uh, let's go in the room." And all four of them are passed out. There, there was a pretty uh, hilarious moment there. Next on the card is Jade Cargill, your TBS champion, and Anna Jay. I chose Jade Cargill for this match. Yeah, I would choose the same. Okay. So, <clears throat> uh, appears that uh, Anna Jay got some new music, but she's still with the Dark Order, so kind of confusing. Uh, a little bit a little bit of a new gimmick she looks like a magician's assistant so just wanted to throw that out there uh really started out pretty quick jade caught a caught a, a cross body block and hit a fallaway slam on jay right away clothesline by jade and jade goes yeah, up to the uh, the top of the ropes and uh, tries to hit the double axe handle slam. So uh, Jade goes up there and then gets down. Like, why? But we continue. Uh, jumping back elbow by Jade in the corner. Jade again goes back up to the top. Then Anna Jay catches her, hits a suplex, which was pretty impressive, and both women... We're down. Anna Jay lands a back heel kick and then a diving uh, blockbuster of some kind off the top rope. So then there's a little bit of interference because the baddie section was there. Kira Hogan and Red Velvet supporting uh, Jade Cargill. Well, they come up to Anna Jay near the apron, but Anna Jay hit the double DDT on the outside. She rolls back into the ring. Jade catches her with an attempt of jaded, but Anna Jay rolls through for a close two count on that one. Uh, Mark Sterling came out at this point. Now he has the uh, neck brace from his earlier match where he got decimated on the uh, pre-show. He throws a crutch into the ring. Anna Jay grabs the crutch, hits a Russian leg sweep, crutch assisted for a two count now uh our friend johnny from the dark order came out ripped the brace off mark sterling hit a brain buster on the floor on him and then uh, kind of went nuts uh as you know part of the match distraction i guess you could say uh, J- at this point, Jade hits the Eye of the Storm on Anna Jay for a two count. Yeah, she kicked out of the Eye of the Storm. Well, Jade goes for Jaded again, but Anna Jay gets free, 
hooks in and locks the Queen Slayer. An interesting thing to note is apparently nobody has ever uh, been able to get out of the Queen Slayer. Well, Jade climbed to her feet. She went up to the top rope and uh, slipped out. Anna Jay followed, and uh, now there's someone else walking down the ramp. This dude named Stokely Hathaway. I don't know. Don't know who this person is. But uh, Jade takes the advantage of the situation and hits Jaded from the top rope. One, two, three. That match is over, and Jade Cargill goes 32-0 with the TBS Championship. Uh, that match was 7 minutes, 25 seconds. Interestingly enough, Jade and the Baddies then came out to attack Anna Jay after the bell had rung. Chris Statlander comes running down to make the save, and of course the crowd goes nuts for Statlander, and then... As they're facing off, because it's three on two, some interesting music plays, unfamiliar to us, and suddenly uh, coming down the ramp is Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon. Then uh, Stokely gets in the middle of it, Jade and the baddies retreat, and they clean house as uh, Athena and the rest of them are celebrating. Your thoughts, Howie Blues. Too much interference in this match. There's a you know, lot of lot of things happening there at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it, it felt like a... And a lot of it didn't feel needed, you know? It, it felt like, hey, we're going to have these people come in. Yeah, for, for what real reason, you know? Uh, when it sounds like all you really needed was the beat down at the end and the, the rescue. So, yeah, it, it just, that's my impression from this. I mean, I was expecting Jade Cargill to win. She's been on a phenomenal winning streak. I don't, didn't see them killing it. At least not here. But, yeah, it sounds like just a lot of interference. Yeah, it got pretty crazy at, at the end. And then after the uh, match had officially ended. So, there's that. All right. <clears throat> Match number four. I should have looked how many matches there actually were on this, but we're on number four. And yes, we'll try and roll through them. So this is the six-man tag team match. This features the House of Black, which has Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King against the Death Triangle, Pack, Penta, Oscuro and Ray Phoenix. This match was 15 minutes, 35 seconds. I picked the House of Black. Uh, I'm also going to pick House of Black because I'm a huge Malachi Black fan. Um, back from the day when he was in WWE as Alistair Black. And uh, 13 matches, Kidder. There are 13 matches. All right, let's try and speed this up then. All right, so here we go. Ray Phoenix backflips out with a German suplex and hits a Hurricane Rana. There are some sweet moves in this. 
Uh, Phoenix hits the ropes, rebound, spinning heel kick to uh, Black, but he was waiting. And as he attempts the blackout, and uh, both men end up missing. Now, Matthews is in, has to take a super kick from Phoenix. There's a quick tag to Penta, who gets dumped to the outside by Math uh, Matthews. Zero Miero by Matthews, followed by a combo kick. And Penta hits a combo of his own, ends up with a super kick. Hurricane Rana by Penta. Matthews gets hit on the outside. Stalemate. Zero Miero again. Pack and King are now the legal men. Uh, big chops back and forth as King and Pack just exchange the blows. Pack goes up to the top. King boots him to the outside. King's about to dive to the outside, but the entire death triangle meets him in the center as the House of Black backup King. There's a big boot by Black and a huge lariat by King to Pack. A sling blade off the middle rope by Penta to Black. That was sweet to see. Uh, a Meteora by Matthews to Penta. A pump kick to Matthews to Pack. And then Pack rebounds with a, a Poison Rana and a King Kong Lariat. King and Pack are now legal as King hits the uh, huge uh, slam. There, as the announcers are calling it a boss man slam, but it really wasn't. There's more turning and, and that sort of thing. There's a hard chop by King to tag in Black. Now a roundhouse kick to the stomach to tag in King. A shoulder tackle by King and a senton by Matthews to get the, get the two count on, on that. And then there's a big splash in the corner by King who misses a running cannonball and Pack is crawling to his corner to tag in Ray Phoenix. There's chops to Black and Matthews as Phoenix has Matthews powerbomb Black. Double super kicks by Penta and Phoenix to Matthews. Now the uh, Top Ganilo by Lucha Brothers to King and Black. A triple team splash and moonsault by the Death Triangle gets a long two count on King. Phoenix then does a step up drop kick to King, followed by the Tope Suicida by Phoenix that Matthew catches a brain buster onto the floor. <sighs> Penta uh, does the double jump splash to pack. Then there's a moonsault by Black to the outside and a dive by King that catches most of the ring apron. Dante's Inferno then by the House of Black, but it gets a two count. There's a triple pump kick by the Death Triangle to the House of Black because the Lucha Brothers are super kicking everybody by this point. Then there's a triple kick to Brody. Pack and Black are the ones left in the ring. There's a sheer drop brain buster by Pack on Black. <laughs> Are you following along? Because it's all over the place. I, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Matthews breaks up the count. Panta hits a, a running step up Canadian destroyer off of Ray Phoenix's back to Matthews on the ring apron. Crazy. Uh, Penta has king now draped from the apron to the outside phoenix comes off the top rope assisted stomp ddt malachi black challenges the entire death triangle by himself as he's 
hits the blackout on Penta and the blackout on Phoenix. And Enziguri now by Pack. Now he goes up top. Matthews makes the save, but Pack throws him off the ropes, hits a springboard 450 over the top of Matthews onto Black. Pack with the rebound, German Matthews throws him onto King. Pack with the low blow to Malachi. Well, uh, Alex uh, uh, Abrahantes distracted the referee. Uh, uh, that's the uh, dude who usually comes out the with the uh, jacket on, just for clarification. Pack goes up to the top. Then the lights go out. The lights come back on. Pack is still up top. Julia Hart is here, wearing all black. Hits the black mist on Pack. The lights go back out. Come back up. Blackout by Black. And one, two, three. The winner is the House of Black. Now, with this one, <clears throat> as uh, we've seen in the weeks past, Julia Hart, well, months past, has taken the slow road. So she got sprayed in the face with the black mist several months ago and then has been turning dark and uh, whatever. So now she shows up here and basically has now joined the House of Black. Uh, that match again, 15 minutes, 35 seconds. Sounds like a good match and one I'll have to go and watch because I tried to follow with everything you were saying, but... <clears throat> I kind of got to like I it. said, it's all over the place, and it, and with a six man tag, it's not this person, this person. It's that guy, then this guy, then that guy, and now there's two of them on one. It's, you're all over the place. So again, that one was uh, fun, and I will say from seeing them wrestle in a tag format back at Full Gear in Minneapolis, quality wrestling. So, next one is match uh, number five. This is the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Final. Samoa Joe and Adam Cole, baby. I picked Adam Cole. You know, it seems like uh, Adam Cole needs a win because he just kind of hasn't really had a big win so far it seems like with AEW, at least as far as my memory is recalling. But um, yeah, just to be contrarian, I'll go Joe. <laughs> okay. I know you're a huge Joe fan, so. That, well, that. Eh, eh, I like Samoa Joe. I thought he never got a full, really good, you know, run in WWE like he should have. Correct. I mean, everybody wanted Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar, and we kind of got it but it never was satisfying. You always kind of wanted a rematch to that one. So, I mean, yeah. I, I like him. I I like Adam Cole a lot, too. This is kind of one of those two guys I really enjoy going against each other. I'll be happy no matter what, because one of them wins. <laughs> Somebody wins, hopefully. All right. So this match for the men's final, 12 minutes, 30 seconds exactly. The best part about this, Mike Kyoto is officiating. Yeah. 
after WWE fired him when he's two years out from retirement and was a company guy forever. Glad to see Mike Kyoto back in the zebra stripes. Like Howard the ref. Sometimes. <laughs> All right. So uh, this one, it is again Samoa Joe, Adam Cole. The crowd was chanting, getting really into it for uh, uh, chanting Owen, since it's the uh, Owen Hart final here. Uh, they started pretty strong, you know, back and forth. They're doing the chops, doing some running elbows in the corner. Joe's throwing himself around. Uh, he ended up doing a Pele kick to Cole. Uh, ended up dumping Cole onto the outside of the ring, but uh, Cole catched him rushing in with a super kick. So then Cole ran Joe's shoulder first into the ring post. Now the uh, injured shoulder from uh, Santim Singh. Uh, this goes back to Ring of Honor, from my understanding. Uh, Joe tries to return strikes, but Cole focusing on that arm and exposing uh, weakness. <clears throat> Shoulder lock by Cole, and uh, JR discusses how much Owen Hart means to him on commentary. So, again, sharing some insider information from, you know, years ago at this point. Uh, back to the match. Cole's up top looking for the Panama Sunrise. Joe catches him and hits a double knee breaker. Cole rushes in on Joe in the corner, but Joe catches him with the high angle STO. Joe then delivers some jabs and uh, Manhattan drop, high boot, giant senton by Joe, two count. Big power slam by Joe gets another two count. Joe looks for a power bomb, but the injured arm puts a stop to that. Again, a big power slam by Joe gets another two count, right? So backstabber by Adam Cole, and he gets a two count. You get a two count, we get a two count, everybody gets a two count. Cole has a crippler cross face locked in, but Joe gets to the rope. Joe blocks a super kick, lands a giant power bomb with a stack, two count. Cole kicks out. Joe transitions over him into an STF. By God, John Cena is here. Joe traps both of Cole's wrists, kind of like a ring of Saturn, and Cole can't get to the rope. He's very, barely able to get a toe onto the bottom rope. And then guess what? Bobby Fish is here, shows up. He drops Joe arm first onto the top rope. Cole looks to lower the boom from behind. Joe reverses, locks in the rear naked choke. Joe drops to the choke to punch Bobby Fish. Three super kicks by Cole, and then another one, and Cole lowers the boom from behind, and that's it. So, as I forgot to mention with the last match, having the DraftKings screwy finish of the night, this, too, earns the DraftKings screwy finish of the night with Bobby Fish's interference, making Adam Cole the uh, inaugural winner of the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament champion. Uh, 12 minutes, 30 seconds. I, I just had to say, you can only have one DraftKings screwy finish of the night match. Mm. I mean, 
Otherwise, it can't be the screwy finish of the night if there's another DraftKings screwy finish of the night. So which one is it, Kidder? Which one oh, was the man. screwier finish? Uh, I was I was going to get my D20 and roll for it, but it's 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 in my my drawer down there. So you man who did not see the show, which is screwier? The black mist to the face and uh, the lights going out interfering or Bobby Fish getting involved and screwing up Samoa Joe's arm. I'm going to say it's the uh, the one for this match only because it sounded like the Black Mist was kind of a months in the making. You knew she was turning and yeah. Okay. So we have a winner. <sighs> Great. All right. Uh, is that a match that you want to see later? Uh, you know, I, yeah, maybe, but I'll I, probably not compared to some of the other things I know are still coming up. Yeah, <clears throat> it was fine. It, it was fine. Uh, and Samoa Joe is uh, still the ring of honor television champion. Just, uh, to share that. All right. Next one is the women's match for the Owen Hart Foundation tournament final. This featuring Ruby Soho and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. This match was 13 minutes, 20 seconds. I chose Ruby Soho. Hmm. Well, um, I'm going to go with, with Britt Break Baker on this one only because you know she was the champ for a long time they really haven't done much with ruby and i just i don't i i don't know it would, it would be kind of interesting for her to like all of a sudden be better so i'll take Britt baker in this mm -hmm. one what I should have done is changed my vote to Britt Baker because Adam Cole won, and then it only makes sense to have the double champions power couple angle, right? <clears throat> but I kept with my guns and Ruby Soho. So what's uh, really cool, Britt Baker entered the arena first, and Rich Ward, the guitarist for Fozzie, played along with her song so very cool how do you top that well the whole band of rancid shows up and plays ruby soho the whole song they played the whole song i mean it's only two and a half minutes long three minutes but you know they play the whole song so uh it it was it was really good all right, so starting the match, uh, this match, by the way, 13 minutes, 20 seconds, in case I forgot to mention that. <sighs> All right. Basically, Britt Baker slaps Ruby to start lightly, right? Teasing her. And then uh, they go into a knuckle lock. Britt Baker tries to elbow her way out. Ruby holds on. Knee to the stomach by Baker. And now we're into a little bit of a weird start. Then they kind of center each other again, reset, and get off to a better 
start. Ruby hits an arm drag off the top rope, sends Baker to the outside. Shotgun drop kick off the apron to the floor by Ruby, followed by a snap suplex. Back in the ring, Ruby goes up to the top, but Britt Baker knocks her off and delivers some very stiff boots to Ruby's back. Then Britt Baker heads to the outside, pulls Ruby's body around the ring post like this, and then, of course, pulls her into the uh, actual post. Uh, Britt then uh, did a seated bow and arrow submission that uh, Ruby cradled her for a two count. Ended up hitting a ripcord elbow strike by Baker. Then she went up to the middle rope. Ruby caught her and followed her up and hit a suplex. Both women ended up exchanging some elbows in the center. Pump kick by Baker, followed by a trio of super kicks. A Sato suplex by Ruby as she followed with a centom bomb from the top rope to a two count. Ruby hit Britt uh, up on the top, but then Britt ended up getting a gourd buster from the top that uh, then went into hitting the curb stomp. Another two count. Britt Baker pulls out the glove. But she's looking for the lockjaw. But Ruby knows that it's coming, goes into the uh, inside cradle. Two count. No future by Ruby. A sharpshooter by Ruby. Baker crawls to the ropes, but Ruby drags her back to the center, resets. Baker ends up getting over to the ropes again. Basically, uh, it was a close uh, piece there, but again, she was able to get out. Big knee by Ruby, who looks for the victory roll off the top rope, but Britt reverses it, holds on. One, two, three. Your winner of this match, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I'll, uh, you know, I'll take the point, but I'll pass on trying to watch this match in the future. I mean, not that it's not like a bad match, but yeah. After they uh, finish the match, uh, Adam Cole came out. Tom, uh, Tony Schiavone was there. They welcomed Dr. Martha Hart, Owen's uh, widow, to the stage. Everybody was chanting, Owen, and thank you, Martha. Uh, she thanked everybody and uh, basically told both winners that the cup is theirs to enjoy for a year, but she will see them next year. Martha then presented them with each uh, individual championship belts that uh, are, I guess, theirs to keep. And then uh, the giant Owen cup. So the uh, the design on it was very cool. Uh, old school, like the uh, belt that one of the belts, anyway, that Owen Hart held. So very nice touch when they created the belts themselves and the cup for the inscriptions. Again, that match, 13 minutes, 20 seconds long. Match number seven. We're halfway through. This features American Top Team. Uh, the members from American Top Team here. Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, and Paige Van Zant making her debut. And Dan Lambert on the uh, ring as well. <clears throat> Side of the ring, I should say. And this is uh, against the team of Frankie Kazarian, uh, Sammy Guevara, and Ty Conti. Now, the interesting piece 
neither Kazarian nor Guevara, if they lose, are allowed to challenge the TNT championship as long as Scorpio Sky is champion. So that extra stipulation was added in at some point that I missed. With this one, I went with the uh, team of, uh, or I should say, American top team. Team of Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, Page Van Zandt. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the same. All right. So uh, this match, 12 minutes, 30 seconds on this. So Kaz and Sky start, but Sammy takes himself in. And uh, that then brings in Ethan Page because uh, they swept swapped themselves out, right? So Sammy beats on or uh, Page beats on Sammy and looks for uh, the ego's edge, but Sammy flips out, hits a drop kick. Page gets back up, hits a gorilla press slam. Now Sky is in and Kaz gets the tag there. Sky goes blow for blow with with. Uh, Cause <clears throat> and then uh, Sky lands a drop kick. Cause is back up with the power slam and a leg drop. Then tags in Sammy. Sammy struts around, but Kaz wants him to fight. Sky gets the upper hand and tees off on Sammy in the corner. Now Ty Conte grabs Sky from the outside. Sammy takes control of the clothesline. Sammy hits a double jump cutter, which was pretty sweet. Then flips off PVZ for no reason other than he's a dick. Kaz is back in with a uh, front chancery on Sky. Sky gets up as Ego trips up Kaz, allowing Sky to hit a jumping flatliner. Ty Conti runs in and decks Paige Van Zant as Sammy and Ty Conti then dance on the outside. Sky then looks for a TKO on Sky, but Kaz counters into the chicken ring. Sammy takes himself in, continues to strut around. Ty Conti is in, and uh, Paige Van Zandt comes running in for her debut. There's some shenanigans there, and uh, basically Paige Van Zandt lands a power double leg, followed by some clotheslines. Paige Van Zandt gets a back suplex, And a handspring elbow in the corner, looking pretty good for her debut. Uh, Basically, at this point, with Ty Conti in the corner, Paige Van Zandt lifts her up into a fireman's carry. Sammy Guevara comes in to make the save. Paige Van Zandt hits a body shot that drops Sammy and then puts in the Tilt-A-Whirl DDT. Looked pretty cool, too. Paige Van Zandt hit a drop toe hold on Ty Conti that landed on Sammy's groin. It hit him straight in the Guevara's. Ty Conti uh, had a, a few hip tosses and a pump kick, but Paige Van Zandt kicked out at one. Then a face buster on the knee by Ty Conti, but Sammy stepped into the ring and uh, had a little PDA action going on here. At this point, Kaz had enough, and he says that he's out. Sky hits over the top, cutter to Sammy. 
And then Kaz hits the outside in a, a cutter as well to Sky. Kaz tags himself in. Sammy goes to super kick Kaz, but ends up blasting Ty Conti in the face. <gasps> right? <clears throat> of course, everybody was into that. Sammy Guevara uh, got uh, dumped to the outside. Kaz gets hit with a high kick by Paige, and then a TKO from Sky, and uh, there's your one, two, three. Your winners of this match, <clears throat> American Top Team. Again, 12 minutes, 30 seconds. Me, I mean, six-man tag. Sounds like they did... Paige Van Zant trying to make her their kind of version of a Ronda Rousey kind of come and make her look strong in her debut, um, but yet carry her enough till she kind of learns all of the ropes. So mm -hmm. sounds like it was a good match to kind of show her off and mm -hmm. sounds like they achieved that. And her husband was in attendance as well. So there's that. Next on the docket, Kyle O O O O'Reilly and Darby Allen. Ow! In a singles match. This match was nine minutes fifty seconds, and I picked Darby Allen. Hmm. I'll take O'Reilly. Just hmm. again to well, okay, I'm down a point, so I need it. You know, try and catch up. So I like Darby right. Allen better, but I'll, I'll I'm going to try and score a point here. All right. So here we go. This one, as you know, Darby Allen is is nuts, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly is kind of a striker. So Darby comes in, shoots for a leg early, but Kyle knees him in the face like really hard, blasted him. Uh, Kyle fo follows up with some palm strikes from the knee on belly. And then there's a tie clinch by Kyle and some knees to the body, followed by a spinning back trip kick. And uh, arm ringer early by Kyle. That's uh, basically what he's known for. Uh, Hammerlock Northern Light suplex by Kyle gets a two count. Darby hits a running low drop kick, followed by a code red, which was absolutely crazy. Another two count. Dar uh, Darby ends up uh, with a diving guillotine choke, but he floats over and hits a scorpion death drop. He tries to do a coffin splash off the ropes, but uh, Kyle reverses it and hits a Kimura or a Kimura trap, rather. <clears throat> a rolling elbow by Kyle and over the end, top stunner by Darby. That looked pretty sweet as well. Now, Kyle rolls to the outside. Darby hits some kind of crazy-ass move and partially screwed it up, I think, because he, like, skidded on the ground on, uh, I should, uh, you know, on the mat on the outside of the ring, but smashes Kyle in the face with his uh, legs. So it, it was insane. Uh, thankfully, it looks like at that point he's okay. Darby ends up getting up and does another low blow, a low dive on the outside. Kyle catches him right into a guillotine. Now we're back into the ring. Kyle lands on a brain buster. Darby gets out at two, but Kyle holds on for another Kimura. 
So Kyle transitions to an ankle lock and straightens it out. Darby reverses into a scorpion death lock. Kyle tries to get to the ropes. He gets to the apron. Darby hits him with a dragon screw through the ropes. Kyle's draped across the apron. Darby hits him with a coffin drop on the freaking apron. Crazy. I know. So they get back into the ring. Darby is up. He's going to try and coffin drop him, but Kyle catches him and drops him into an arm bar. It was really cool to watch that happen in motion. Darby rolls up Kyle for two. They're face-to-face in the center of the ring. They're going at each other with the elbows and th- other kicks and hits, everything. Uh, more kicks, a headbutt from Darby. Both the guys go down. Ends up a uh, huge Overhand palm strike by Kyle as he chokes Darby with his own chain. You know, he wears that chain all the time when he wrestles. So Kyle grabbed it and he's choking him uh, with with the chain, ends up snapping the chain and then grabs uh, Darby, puts him into a rear naked choke and then a penalty kick. Uh, Darby ends up kicking out at one, but then another penalty kick, a two count. uh, Kyle goes up to the top. Hits a King Kong knee drop and uh, Kyle O'Reilly getting the one, two, three on this match. That was nine minutes, 50 seconds. There's your eighth match of the night. Sounds like a decent match. Yeah, not the uh, outcome that I wanted, but you know what? Wasn't wasn't so bad. So next on the list. It is your AEW World Women's Championship. The uh, defending champion, Thunder Rosa versus challengers, Serena Deeb. This match, 16 minutes, 55 seconds. Uh, I decided to go with Serena because she is the uh, professor of professional wrestling. Um, you know, they just put it on Thunder Rosa. This is her first pay-per-view where she gets to defend the title. I think they're going to let her keep it. I'll take Thunder Rosa. All right. So this one, very technical match, as you would expect with Serena Deeb, a former trainer for WWE, because, you know, this match was good. I'll just say that at the beginning. Uh, they ended up doing a collar and elbow tie-up right at the beginning. They really set the tone, as I just mentioned, for that uh, for the, the the entire match. Wrist lock by Rosa. Deeb reverses. Then Rosa reverses on a bridge. It's a head scissor by Rosa, but Deeb rolls out of it. They're really doing move for move. There's a knuckle lock that leads to a series of roll-ups and a double arm bar by Deeb. Rosa rolls into a cover and then into a pendulum. Uh, the crowd was really into this one as well at this point, especially. So that was really good to see and hear. There's a series of backslides. Both women going hold for hold. Rosa dropped to her knees, hits the upper cup, just like Dustin Rhodes or... Gold dust, depending on which flavor of dust and roads you want to go for. So that, again, a very nice uh, 
tribute of sorts to Dustin. Rosa hits a baseball slide in the outside. Deeb gets out of the way and then drops Rosa neck first over the top rope, followed by a neck breaker by Deeb over the middle rope, and then a fisherman swinging neck breaker by Deeb. It's a very long two count. Deeb puts Rosa on the top and locks Hangman's neck vice over the top rope until the referee breaks it up. Now back to the center of the ring. They trade elbows back and forth. Rosa gets a little bit of it, hits a giant lariat, <clears throat> and then another one. A slam by Rosa, who sends Deeb face first into the middle turnbuckle with an Irish whip. A running clothesline in the corner, followed by double knees off the middle turnbuckle, or the top rope, rather, by Rosa. Then a basement drop kick by Rosa, followed by Northern Light suplex for another two count. Rosa looks for the Fire Thunder driver. Deeb counters into the Flying Octopus hold. Have you ever seen one of those? The Flying I Octopus have, hold. <laughs> I have not seen it. It sounds interesting, it, though. So your your opponent is standing, and you're wrapped around. With all of your body weight like this, essentially, I mean, this is a very crude representation, but you're, you're fully wrapped around your opponent. So not only pulling and trying to submit your opponent, but also your dead weight on them. It was very cool. <sighs> all right. Uh, Deep countered into a toehold. Rosa kicked her off. Deeb ended up getting a diamond dust from the top rope. Another two count. A Deeb Tox counter into the Russian leg sweep, followed by a Crippler crossface. Deeb rolled through for a cradle, but Rosa kicked out at two again. Stretch muffler by Deeb. Rosa rolls through, smashes Deeb's knees into the mat. Deeb kicks off. Both women hit running clothesline. Rosa's up first. It's a double stomp off the top onto Serena Deeb's back, followed by the Death Valley Driver. One and two. Deeb hits the ropes, chops Rosa's knee right into the figure four. Rosa slaps Deeb all over the place. Trying to escape, Deeb slaps her back. Both women roll to the outside, hit the floor really hard. Deeb goes inside first, catches Rosa coming in with a dragon screw leg whip through the ropes. Tries going into Deeb Tox once again. Thunder Rosa gets to the ropes and a tequila sunrise by Deeb, but Rosa ended up getting to those ropes. Deeb hits a doctor bomb. Deeb's looking for the Texas Cloverleaf submission now. Rosa barely made it to the ropes, but Deeb's looking for the Deeb Tox again. Rosa ends up going with a pinning combination that gets a two count. So this match, again, very, very close, even to this point. Rosa misses a pair of running knees in the corner. Deeb goes to the top rope. Rosa follows her up, looks for a superplex. Bam! Huge superplex from the top rope. Rosa rolls through Thunder, or a Fire Thunder driver. And that's a one, two, three. Your winner and still champion, Thunder Rosa. 16 minutes, 55 seconds. Yeah, this sounds like a good one. Uh, 
high energy, very technical. I might have to go out and find this one. But it, Absolutely. It's got me Put it on your list. <laughs> Put it on your list because as you're watching that one and looking for that one, I'll put the next one on your list too. Match number 11. It's the anarchy in the arena. <clears throat> For uh, this match, uh, who did I end up going? I went with uh, Team Moxley. Mox, the uh, Blackpool Combat Club with Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. And I was going to choose the same because Mox and <coughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, sure. So this one right away, Justin Roberts comes out to introduce the uh, match. And of course, you know, Justin Roberts, ladies and gentlemen, and he kind of does one of these. Shit's about to hit the fan. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, this match was 22 minutes, 45 seconds long. This one, yes, was a shit show. There's so much going on. I, I don't even really know how to fully encapsulate this. Oh, man. <clears throat> so I'm going to have to try. All right, Jericho Appreciation Society is uh, the other group in this case. I uh, or we forgot to mention that. So the interesting thing is Jericho Appreciation Society comes out first, and then Mox and crew come out second, and his music just keeps playing and playing and playing and playing, even though they uh, started the match early. Because Mox and crew were still up in the stands. The Jericho Appreciation Society ran up the ramp to get them. So Moxley's stabbing uh, Menard in the head with a fork at one point. Moxley finds Jericho. Santana hits a superplex on Parker on the ramp. Kingston is now bleeding. Menard is bleeding. Jericho is wearing sunglasses. Kingston is bleeding even more, there's a table set up ringside. Jake Hager is over there with Ortiz. Jericho and, and Mox are now on a motorized scooter. And, and this is happening at different places across the ring and the arena. So it cuts back to Kingston. He's looking Menard's blood. Jericho hits Moxley in the face with a toolkit. Santana and Ortiz are in the ring with Jake Hager. Menard is trying to throw Kingston down a flight of stairs. Jericho goes over to the soundboard and pulls out the deck that's playing Moxley's music. And so the song finally stops after about five minutes. The fans boo, of course. So then... <laughs> Menard and Kingston are going to the concession stand. Yes, they're out there. They're throwing the mustard. They're throwing the ketchup. They're going all over the place. Moxley hits a double axe handle on Jericho. Kingston and Parker paired up, which is interesting to see. Moxley hits Jericho with the jib camera, you know, the big uh, 
boom camera that goes over the crowd. Santana and Ortiz put Hager through a table with the street sweeper. Santana's covered in mustard. Daniel Garcia <clears throat> hit a pile driver on Ortiz from the apron on the steps. Danielson's now kicking a people back and forth all over the place. Kingston Menard destroyed the merch booth. Parker hits Danielson with the ring bell. Garcia blindsided Kingston in the shirt area. Jericho suplexes Moxley through a row of chairs. Then Moxley fired a, a full cooler at Jericho's head. Garcia low blows Kingston and chokes him with the belt. Jericho puts the walls of Jericho on Moxley in the timekeeper's table until it collapses. A tope suicida by Moxley to Jericho and a four figure on or a figure four on the outside. Shining Wizard by Garcia to Kingston on the escalator. Now there's yes kicks by Danielson to Hager. Moxley's unscrewing the turnbuckles. There's a vertical suplex by Hager to Jan Danielson on the ramp. Uh, Moxley <laughs> gets the ring taken apart. And now the middle and bottom ropes are the only ones left, you know, actually secured. Hits Jericho in the nuts with the turnbuckle hook. Danielson fish hooks Hager with the turnbuckle. Kingston Garcia are now in a freight elevator fighting, and the doors close and they disappear. Santana Menard and Menard are in the crowd by a table. The freight elevator door, like I said, closed behind Eddie and Garcia. Then a chair shot by Jericho on Moxley's back. Menard and Parker are on tables laying out in the arena somewhere. <clears throat> So then they, uh, Santana and Ortiz find this giant ladder. They do a double splash off the ladder on th through the tool, two tables doing the proud and powerful to 2.0. Jericho blasts Moxley in the face with a fire extinguisher. Moxley and Danielson are in the ring now, and uh, along with Hager and Jericho, they do uh, hammer and L. Anvil elbows to Moxley and Danielson. Danielson gets the LaBelle lock. Moxley has Hager into the bulldog choke. And Eddie comes walking down the ramp with a can of gas. <laughs> Eddie pours gas onto Danielson and Jericho. Danielson gets in Eddie's face because, you know, he's pissed. He got a bunch of gas poured on him. And, you know, this is supposed to be green energy, man. So Danielson starts <clears throat> going at it with Kingston. Hager and Jericho are alone. Danielson is next to the ring. Danielson fights his way out, takes on both. He uh, is in Jericho and Hager. Danielson's kicking both of them, chopping them. A psycho knee to Hager, psycho knee to Jericho. He, who's holding the uh, chair in front of his face, but gets blasted, of course, goes for the pin. Two count. <clears throat> yes, kicks again to Jericho, smashing him in the head with another kick. And uh, at this point, you could hear it. Dan uh, Brian Danielson says, now I'm going to kick his king head in. <laughs> okay. Hager takes Floyd to the knee of Danielson. Mm-hmm. 
Hager beats down Danielson with a bat as Jericho locks in a leg crab on his bad knee. Hager grabs the ring rope and pulls it around Danielson's neck, strangles him, and he's still in the crab. Danielson goes out, your winner, the Jericho Appreciation Society. That was 22 minutes, 45 seconds of holy shit. That's, uh, That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I might have to watch that one at some point. It was, dude. It was, it was all over the place. There, there was so much going on. They were flipping cameras like WWE does during a normal match. <laughs> oh. After that, <clears throat> there's a little video package. Andrade is in there saying that uh, his uh, AFO group is a, a bunch of losers and uh, dissolves it and calls in a new business partner rush and i don't know who this person is but apparently from ring of honor or, or something like that on to match <clears throat> number 12 this is the triple threat tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships, featuring your champions Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, with Cage near, uh, Christian Cage nearby, versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland, versus Team Taz, which is Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Uh, this match, I went out on a limb and picked uh, Lee and Strickland. Hmm. I'm going to stick with Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Um, again, they just got the titles not that long ago, it feels like. And I feel like they need to defend them for a while, especially with as popular as they had become and not gotten the titles. So I'd like to see them have a decent run with them. So. That's who I'm picking. Okay. <clears throat> this match was 17 minutes, 15 seconds. Now this one, triple threat rules apply, so nobody knows what's going on, and everything is a cluster. Starting off, Luchasaurus and Starks. Luchasaurus hits him with a sidewalk slam. Jubble Boy comes off the top rope with an elbow drop. Swerve takes Starks down with a uh, Tyrese. Hobbs tags himself in, runs through Swerve. Lee then tags himself in, and it's two giant man blasting people. <clears throat> An avalanche by Lee, who whips Hobbs into a high knee by Swerve. Jungle Boy in now to make the save, but Swerve takes exception. Jungle Boy gets the tag, hits a head scissors on Swerve, who rolls outside. Jungle Boy then hits Two tope suicidas to the outside tries to do a, fl a flip dive for a third time, only to be caught by Keith Lee in mid freaking air and power bombed onto his tag team partner. Not once, but twice. Starks takes himself in now works over Jungle Boy. Starks goes old school, dances on the top rope until Jungle Boy. Well, crotches him. Shook the ring and, you know, right in the begonias. 
Hobbs is in now for Starks, but Jungle Boy hits an Enziguri. Luchasaurus isn't there, so Swerve comes in. Flying elbow by Swerve, and another, and yet another flying elbow. Hobbs finally hits the deck. A diving European uppercut by Swerve, followed by a pump kick to Luchasaurus. Swerve locks hands with Keith Lee, and this one was interesting, because why are they locking hands? They're partners. Well, it turns out that Swerve jumps up onto the top rope, moonsaults off Keith Lee to the outside, taking out most of everybody else. Swerve gets caught with the rolling thunder and then hits a hurricane runner on Hobbs. Luchasaurus and Hobbs are legal now. And, uh, well, here comes Luchasaurus stacking everybody up into the corner and hitting running splashes, followed by a double clothesline onto Team Taz. A choke slam attempt on Hobbs, but Lee tags himself in. Now you have all three heavyweights in the ring. Luchasaurus hits a tail whip on Lee in a double choke slam attempt, but Lee and Hobbs reverse it, hit the double choke slam on him instead. Lee does a back body drop over Hobbs uh, over the top rope down to the outside, follows it up with a dive over the top rope, not even touching the top rope. Luchasaurus has Lee on his shoulder, hits a reverse Death Valley driver, gets a two count. Lee and Lucha are uh, trading clotheslines now. Hobbs goes off the top rope again with a, a double blockbuster. Starks and Jungle Boy are now back in the ring. Jungle Boy tries to uh, hit the spinning DDT, but Starks holds on. Gets a cradle with his feet on the... Hobbs throws Christian into the stairs, and Jungle Boy checks on him, but gets a spear by Starks. Two count. Slingshot Rochambeau by Starks, but Luchasaurus makes the save for yet another two count. A push kick to Starks by Luchasaurus, then a spine buster by Hobbs onto Luchasaurus, a swerve stump to Hobbs, a big boot by Luchasaurus aiming for a swerve, but he hits Jungle Boy, a spirit bomb double stomp combo by Lee and Swerve. <clears throat> Apparently, that is known by uh, them as Swerve in their glory to tie them as a tag team. Two count again. Hobbs makes a save. Swerve hits Lee with the FTW belt. Of course, screwy finish a little bit. Super kick now by Jungle Boy to Swerve. A roll up by Swerve to Jungle Boy gets two. Swerve stop misses. Jungle Express hits the flipping back suplex. Sit out. Pop up a power bomb combo. One, two, three. Your winners and still. AEW World Tag Team Champions, Jurassic Express. That was, uh, again, 17 minutes, 15 seconds. I mean, it sounds actually like a pretty decent tag team triple threat, which is a hard thing to, to do. Yeah, I know you know my thoughts on the on the tag triple threat threats because they're they're just a shit show. 
<clears throat> I mean, this one was, you know, <laughs> as they all are, a, a shit show. But uh, this, I would have to say, was one of the better ones. Because even uh, with Christian being there, being, you know, a face, there really wasn't any outside interference or anything like that. Just a Christian pushing uh, Stark's feet off the top of the ropes because he was trying to use them to cheat. So overall, yeah, it was a good match. <clears throat> On uh, to the next match, which shall we say? It's there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. I don't. I know you don't get that, but uh, that's thanks to Mark Henry on Rampage every Friday night. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So here we go. The challenger, CM Punk, against the champion, who I got to see win the AEW World Championship, Hangman Adam Page. You know who I'm going for. Kidder's going to take Punk, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm taking Page. So forgive, forgive me on a stick. <laughs> is that what you? Is that what you've been writing for the past twenty minutes? <laughs> uh, no, uh, actually, Kidder, I've been I've been cleaning Stonehenge is uh, of mold lines is what what oh. I've been doing. Very, very I, good. I need something. I need something to sit and focus while I was listening because otherwise I. Like I was playing with a ball of sticky tack and I kept dropping it. So I was like, oh, well, I just needed something to do with my hands. But <laughs> I, I knew I was picking page. So I, I, I quickly turned my uh, Momi Kidder sign that has been on Stonehenge <laughs> to the Forgive Me Kidder sign <laughs> just for this joke, which has All now right. been thoroughly explained and therefore killed. On to the main event. <laughs> it's, it's dead, Howard. It's dead. But I'm going to fire up Lawn Mowing Simulator, and I'll get that Stonehenge mode up tidy for you at some point in the next three to six weeks. <coughs> All right. So this one, Hangman Adam Page comes out, and he's pissed. Yeah, he's, he's, he's eyeing, staring down punk. So this one, they go nose to nose, right? And uh, the crowd really into it. They're going back and forth between uh, Hangman Page chants and uh, CEO Punk chants. I mean, they were uh, they were really into it. Which uh, also, as of note, mentioned a couple times that this was the largest attendance for an AEW event. So, uh, I maybe I'll be able to uh, take a look. If you remind me at the end of this shenanigans here, we'll see what uh, the attendance was, if we can find that statistic. But this match, 25 minutes, 40 seconds, and I loved every minute of it, almost every minute. All right, so they went nose to nose right away, right out of the gate. They end up exchanging elbows and chops. They're going back and forth, running elbow. Then, well, Paige ends up dropping Punk with an elbow Stomps him in the corner. Punk then gets up, hits a hard Irish whip to Hangman in the other corner. A Russian leg sweep by Punk, which looked really good. A float over, uh, <clears throat> kind of like Brad Armstrong. A body slam by Punk, who then goes up top. Hits the cross body 
But Hangman ends up holding on to Punk, turning it into a follow-away slam. Then the crowd starts booing Hangman. <laughs> uh, double jump lariat to Punk, who is standing on the apron. Cross body block over the top rope by Hangman, and he really landed hard on top of Punk. Page grinds Punk's face into the steel taps, uh, steps, that is, and uh, another round of booze. A rolling elbow by Hangman, which drops Punk to the ring. Hangman is uh, then apparently begging for booze from the crowd, <clears throat> and he's got his crazy eyes going on. Crazy eyes. Yeah, Howard's got the crazy eyes. Look out. So Paige whips Punk back into a turnbuckle sternum first. Paige's on the apron, teasing that he's going to do the buckshot lariat, but Punk sees it coming from a mile away, knocks Paige off. Punk rushes at Paige on the outside, but Paige is ready, hits a pop-up powerbomb on the freaking apron, like right at the base of your spine. It looked like that son of a bitch hurt. <sighs> so then... Page is heading up to the top. Punk rolls into the ring. Flying clothesline. Bam! Hangman goes back up to the top, but Punk follows him up, hits a superplex. Both men are down. <clears throat> a little bit later, leg lariat by Punk. Rising knee strike and the running bulldog by Punk. Vintage Punk. Punk gets over to the apron. Springboard clothesline. Mm -hmm. Punk looks uh, like he's going for the sharpshooter, but Page fights out of it. Page goes up to the top again, and the Orihara moonsault. But Page rolls back into the ring. The buckshot lariat is blocked by Punk, turns into a sharpshooter. Page is crawling to the ropes. Punk is holding on until the ref counts to four. Now, buckshot by Punk ends up getting blocked by Adam Page. GTS by Page gets blocked by Punk. They're exchanging their finishers. High kick by Punk from the apron, and Punk looks for the buckshot, but lands awkwardly, gets up, and then he hits the clothesline. Two count. Punk's looking for the GTS. No, turns out Hangman's looking for the GTS. No, Punk looks for the rising knee strike in the corner again. Hangman holds on, hit a last ride. One, two, kick out. <clears throat> Dead eye by Hangman. Again, two count. Now, people are booing the shit out of Hangman. <laughs> so, Hangman signals for the GTS. Hangman gets Punk up. Punk holds one of the top ropes. Punk slithers out. Roundhouse kick by Punk. Hangman shrugs it off, and uh, Hangman hits the GTS on Punk. A very 2.389556 repeating count. I know it's not that uh, close to a three count, but it's close enough. Now everybody's chanting CM Punk or booing. It's crazy. Knees into Punk by Adam Page. Punk's punching back. Both men are on their knees in the center of the ring. 
exchanging elbows and legs and uh, Hangman's injured knee. Because uh, if you remember when I, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, when I mentioned the uh, moonsault on the outside, Hangman landed very awkwardly and looked like his knee buckled. So they're they're exchanging the uh, hits back and forth to <clears throat> to this uh, awesome main event. Punk answers with some more elbows, gets up to the uh, top ropes, but Hangman follows him with a big boot. Hangman hits the ropes. Punk follows him again, hits him a big boot as they're running the ropes back and forth. Hangman clotheslines Punk and himself over the top rope and throws Punk into the timekeeper's table, flipping the table over. Page grabs the belt and says Punk is never going to have the AEW world title. Hangman rolls Punk back into the ring, but uh, at this point, the official grabbed the belt out of Hangman's hands and put it in the corner of the ring. So, yeah, Hangman uh, ends up trying to uh, hit the lariat, hits the ref, knocks him out. Hangman gets the crazy eyes. He's looking at the title. The title's looking at him. He goes over, grabs the title. He's holding it in his hands. He's going to, he's got it. He's going to, he's going to smash him with it. Page thinks about it. He's going to, eh, no, he drops, drops the title. He's an honest man, damn it. Page goes onto the apron, now looking for the buckshot lariat. Punk counters right into a GTS. One, two, three. Your new AEW World Heavyweight Champion, CL Punk. <laughs> Woo! I, I almost cried. In fact, CM Punk cried himself. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. The fans were crying. Punk was crying. I almost cried. The Summer of Punk 2022 starts now. <laughs> so they blew the roof off of T-Mobile Arena, which probably wasn't too hard to do considering the lack of excitement that normally happens there with Golden Showers hockey. Just going to throw that out there. But the good news is that apparently Double or Nothing is going to return to T-Mobile Arena or at least Vegas, every year from now on. So, there it is. Fantastic, fantastic match. I am happy to sit and watch that one for twenty over 25 minutes, uh, even though by that point it was 11.30 when it was done. Thankfully, don't have to work tomorrow, but still have to get my happy ass out of bed to go somewhere else. Yeah. Your no, thought. I I'm surprised at that uh, that turnout only because again, like Hangman Page was another one of these long builds to have a title, and so to give it over to Punk fairly quickly. I mean, he it's not, it wasn't a huge title run. Um, is interesting. It makes sense though. If it's their biggest crowd, send them home happy, you know, with a Punk win. Um, and I could tell that I was not going to get this point when you started talking about hangman getting booed, it's like, Ooh, I think <laughs> I'm wrong here, but that's okay. Um, 
Hey, and hey, uh, for those, I, I know the scoreboard's up if you're watching this on YouTube, but for the audio listeners, in case you haven't been keeping score, I have. Uh, coming in uh, second place tonight is Kidder with eight. Oh. I beat him by one. I had nine. So uh, I, I squeak out a victory. So I will take that even though I am got the CM Punk one wrong, and I probably should have just gone with Punk. I had a solid lead. <laughs> I, I could have done it. Oh, well. That's what I go for going for content, I guess. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. That's fine. Uh, something to note for you is that Tangman Adam Page had the longest title reign in uh, AEW for that uh, belt. The 157 days or something. They made mention of that. I don't know if it's true because somebody may have, uh, may have screwed up. But uh, Howard the Ref can fact check that and get back to us the official attendance for tonight's t-mobile arena double or nothing pay-per-view fourteen thousand four hundred fifty nine so their largest attendance and it was a a damn good show a little bit long could have been done earlier but again we discussed that already closing thoughts howard blues you know uh i will say it sounds like this was a pay-per-view that uh, would have been worth watching if i was able to um unfortunately you know i Hey, life is life. I have kids, but uh, I'll try and check out some of the highlights. Uh, I am going to call shenanigans on this, though. Uh, longest title reign. Kenny Omega's reign is the longest at 346 days. Mm, okay. Jericho All has right. the shortest at 182. Mm. So maybe he broke the record for the shortest. <laughs> that seems. More likely, because you said, what, 150-something? Uh, I, I, I want to say that. Um, if you stall for a moment, I will check. <laughs> uh, 197 is what he held it for. Hmm. So, I mean, Chris Jericho held it the, the shortest. But, like, Moxley held it for 277. I said Omega, 346. Hangman page one ninety seven. Uh, we this this podcast kidder has been going on so long that uh, CM Punk has already held it for a day, supposedly, according to this. Which uh, well, yeah, it's a new day. Yes, it is. Oh, wait, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, promotion. Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh, with that kidder, we've been talking for quite a while. Uh, we both need to get up in the morning. Um, you kind of had a nice, uh, cheap plug at the beginning. I would just say, check out our, us on any of the audio forums. If you're looking for us, we're on Spotify. Uh, we're on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast. You can, uh, you can hear this show or check us out on YouTube for the visual version with all sorts of entertainment, um, added in as I, or future Howard feels the need to 
sometimes add and spice up the video. Again, you can always visit us at beerbluesbs.com. Check out the merch store, buy us a beer, and uh, all those other great things. And with that, Kidder, because I can't steal the closing line, even though I was trying to see you because <laughs> you've been doing most of the talking, uh, Kidder, send us home. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, just... <clears throat> Get a little dry over here. I uh, wanted to mention this because I just came across it. Uh, we talked a little bit about MJF and the question about him showing up or not being uh, actually showing up for the match. Allegedly, again, grain of salt, uh, that he supposedly showed up right before his match, left right after his match, and has a lot to think about, apparently. So, uh, people associated with AEW have not uh, been able to confirm if it's approved, if it's planned, or even suggested by AEW. And with that, let's get on out of here. Remember, keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we will catch you on that dusty Tuscan Highway. Have a great one. We'll see you again for the next episode of Beer Blues MBS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer Blues MBS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty.